2: Hi guys, Hi. this is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything Goop. I'm Brian Rucker
3: and I'm Maggie Hewitt
2: and welcome to our 100th episode of Goop Yourself. It's
3: our 100th episode.
2: Um, it's also the 10th anniversary of Goop itself. Yeah. So the this, stars aligned.
3: Yeah. How did that happen?
2: Uh, I don't know. I guess we're just like in tune with the universe. We're on the same cycle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. We barely prepared for our 100th episode. Like, we barely prepare every week. We
3: talked about it for about mm, 10 to 20 minutes before we started recording. (laughs) Um,
2: And since we didn't really, like, do anything special, what we decided to do is dive into our email history and just check to see, like, the first issue of Goop that we subscribed to um, and talk about that and talk a little bit about our personal history with Goop over these 10 years. Our
3: personal history with the brand. Yeah. Um,
2: but first, the news.
3: Of course. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and by the news, I don't mean anything that's happening in the world because it's too fucking depressing. And uh, I think both of us pretty much watched all those hearings all day yesterday. That's all we did yesterday. It was um, just like sit. Nothing done.
3: No, we just sat together and just watched MSNBC
2: for like, And then I drank hours. a lot last night.
3: And I went to work. And oh, then I drank after. Oy, great. What
2: a day. Um, but let's talk about well first there's gossip on the news that brad and gwyneth's uh wedding is going to be held this weekend in the hamptons
3: yeah and i would call that very likely i don't even think it's really i think it's gossip ish but it's basically
2: happening that's how yeah yeah like
3: i think i think it's gonna be tomorrow they'll be saturday yeah Yeah.
2: they it says sources told people and when it's people i feel like is the the magazine people vets they vet their sources so this is happening probably tomorrow in the hamptons uh be on your instagram because maybe you'll catch a glimpse of uh gwyneth and brad
3: yeah don't forget to check instagram tomorrow everybody (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna see if you want to see pictures Of a possible wedding that we think will happen, just look on Instagram. There'll
2: be some sort of hashtag. Yeah. Oh, thing. Hashtag Or will it be – do you think it'll be – it might be, like, really private. Like, they'll confiscate everyone's phones. That's more likely.
3: I don't think there'll be a hashtag, like, at a regular wedding. Yeah. (laughs) I think it'll be one of those things where, like, they take all the phones and then, like, they release, like, you know, like, two or three pictures. Like, she'll release a couple pictures on Instagram and, like, maybe they'll – You know what I mean? They'll probably sell the pictures for a lot of money. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah.
2: I mean, or they could just put it on Goop. They'll probably put it on Goop next week and do another other side of the Hamptons article. Be like, this is Uh, our wedding side of the Hamptons. I know. This
3: is back to the first side. (laughs) Uh, Um,
2: But yeah, it looks like Brad's not going to leave her at the altar.
3: Yeah, I know. I'm glad to see that you were wrong about that.
2: Um, and I just hope that they can all have a happy life together and the kids get, a, cause I didn't realize Brad had kids from his first marriage and then of course Apple and Moses and then Chris is definitely going to be there.
3: Yeah. I just hope he doesn't walk her down the aisle. Are you sure about that?
2: That's what I heard, but that was not from people. That was from like a less reputable source. So I don't know. That would be so weird. Blythe would have to walk her down the aisle.
3: I, or what if it, Elise Lunin? <laughs>
2: Uh, Tracy Anderson. Oh my
3: god, no, Tracy Anderson <laughs> is probably not invited. Ooh,
2: oh no,
1: be. she's
3: invited. No, Tracy I'm will be
2: there, Jessica Seinfeld will be there. Oh, Jessica Elise. Seinfeld
3: will get, walk her down that. It's probably the maid of honor. Jessica Seinfeld, of honor. I
2: imagine, will be wearing like an Aretha Franklin level insane hat. That's
3: I feel like Jessica Seinfeld will be like wearing a dress that's like just two shades darker than white. So she's yeah. like, oh, I'm not wearing white, but it'll be like kind of inappropriate.
2: And Jerry will be there, but like be so awkward and not talk to anyone and look like He's just having a miserable time.
3: Which he will be. Or maybe he won't be there. Maybe he won't go. Do you maybe think... that's like his Emmys, Brad Falchuk's Emmys.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she Falchus didn't go to the Emmys. Wedding. So yeah, so then if she doesn't go to the wedding, Jerry Seinfeld, or if she doesn't go to the Emmys, Jerry Seinfeld's not gonna, gonna go to the gonna, wedding. Yeah. Do you think I mean Jay-Z and Beyonce will not be there, probably? They, I think they're over. Yeah, her... I don't think they're that good of friends. Yeah. And Madonna obviously is not her friend anymore.
3: Oh, they had a falling out. Weren't they just friends through Tracy?
2: Yeah, and I think I don't want to say this but i feel like madonna can't really keep a girlfriend because oh, yeah, you know I she had like that. rosie o'donnell sandra Bernhard, like they all have like horrible falling outs
3: yeah i guess um, you're right i bet courtney love will be there do you think courtney love is like really good friends with gene
2: oh and gene will be there but like to invite courtney love to your wedding that would be a discussion because you're like What's gonna happen? Like, do we do you want that energy at your wedding? Yeah,
3: that might be a discussion. Because we all have
2: like that one friend who is kind of an asshole. You never know that could drink too much and make a scene. Yeah, and I imagine that might be Courtney.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's Courtney. Uh,
2: oh, I hope. I mean, Jean will be there.
3: Of course, Jean will be there.
2: Yeah. Wow, I can't wait for these pictures.
3: I know, I'm so excited. I want to see the guest list, the pictures, her dress, uh, everyone else's dresses. (laughs) And that's it.
2: Um, but she said on, I forget because there were two Goop podcasts this week. So there was one that was just a long conversation with her and Elise Lunan about like the history of Goop, which was actually yeah, it was pretty really interesting. Good. And then there was a second one that was just Gwyneth interviewing Chrissy Teigen, which I I didn't really. Look I good. know it's like cliche, but Chrissy Teigen is delightful. Like there's nothing you no, can't yeah. say anything bad I, about her.
3: I put it on. I like my problem with Goop podcast is like one of two things will happen. Either I will. Turn it on like first thing in the morning on Friday morning because I'll be like, okay, I have to listen to this podcast. And then it'll be like that really soothing music. And do, I
2: do, 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 do. Yeah. And
3: then I just fall asleep because, and then Elise is like, hi. And she's yeah. like all s- calm. And I'm just like, yeah. And I'm like still in bed and I fall back asleep. Yeah. So that's what happened last week. This week I listened to the one from last week. Then I listened to the new one from this week. Okay. And. They were both really good. And then I was like, forgot about this. Up- I couldn't get three in. That's There's all. You know, it's just a lot. In. But I got two in and they were both great.
2: Uh, Yeah, I recommend listening, especially if you're into, yeah, goop history. Yeah, if you're, the a, goop- story. <laughs>
3: if you're a goop historian,
2: as we are. Um, And it did seem like Elise and her have a real friendship.
3: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Gwyneth asked her if she wanted to go dance after, like, workout.
2: Oh, yeah. Which um, I
3: wonder, like, what do they mean dance? Like, is it like a trait? Like, because Tracy class. Anderson does like that cardio dance thing that she made up. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. wonder if it's that or if it's like some sort of, if like that's how she describes like bar. What is it? Is well, it?
2: Well, I don't want to blow up this guy's spot, but one of our listeners. Oh my God.
3: I just found out about this because I'm a terrible at checking the yeah, yeah, Instagram, yeah. but yeah, I just. Uh, found I won't out.
2: say who it was uh, or what city it was in. Uh, because but, we don't know. We, but uh, one of our listeners spotted Gwyneth at um, a workout class. Yeah. Remember the class? They uh, profiled it on Goop.
3: Yes, they did. And she was actually she in was one, which is amazing. I mean, I assume that she did all of her workouts in private, maybe with Tracy Anderson only or something. I don't know.
2: No, she's uh, she's with the people.
3: Yeah. They're just she's like us. Yeah. Yeah. She's got to get ready for her wedding.
2: Oh right. I yeah. wonder if she's doing more she must be doing like more workouts than usual. I guess. But she always looks perfect, so what
3: She's always red carpet ready.
2: Yeah, she is. And this God. is just another red carpet for her. That's right. She's probably not even nervous. Like it, your second marriage, I don't know. Are you that nervous? Who knows? Probably more nervous. Maybe. Because it's like if this one doesn't work out. Then you're fucked. <laughs> yep. Yeah, then yeah. you're I mean, then you're then you're Blaith Danner. No, that's mean. Her oh, husband her husband died. But
3: did she marry twice? No.
2: She's she been, she's been, she's been oh, single, single for 16 years. years,
3: 16 years. Yeah.
2: I really want to know what she's wearing.
3: Well, apparently according to Gwyneth, it won't be good because she's not a fashion plate, which I thought was a kind that of was a to say about your mother. I
2: mean, if you're like, yeah, she was like, oh, my mom is not, not a fashion plate, but like in her generation in that sort of like actor's studio, New York, like they, that wasn't what that was,
3: the fashionable thing was to be unfashionable, yeah. like to be like I don't care about things like that was like the cool thing to like, do.
2: Look at old if you look at old pictures from the Oscars in the '70s or '80s, everyone looks like like garbage.
3: Well, the '70s were rough. It was rough. Um, yeah. But one thing I really liked that I learned from the podcast was when she was talking about the conscious uncoupling thing, and when she explained like what she meant by that and like what their plan was and, like, how they did it and um why they did it. And she admits that she was vulnerable and she was, like, embarrassed that she called it that. Um I thought it was great. I, like, totally understood what she was saying and I thought it was amazing that they were, like, doing, trying to do that. Because yeah. yeah. Basically what it was just, like, they had to acknowledge that, like, they had children together and, like, they were going to, like, really put their children first and like they had to discuss what that meant and what that looked like and like how involved they would have to be in one another's lives because they were like really committed to like their kids and I just and that's why I mean maybe she shouldn't have called it that but I don't think that it was like we're doing divorce better which is what she said was like the criticism of that
2: yeah no I never she never I think consciously means to like sound superior to everyone but I think and there's no there's no way around it she just because she's Gwyneth Paltrow because she uh is superior is like <laughs> yeah well because she looks the way she looks and she uh is you know famous and wealthy like when she puts that out when she talks about her own life it's natural for people to feel like she is putting them down or if yeah because you know, not not every divorce can be conscious on couple can be clean there a lot of there's there's uh really hurtful things there's abuse there's uh money issues there's lots of stuff so it's like it's not attainable for everyone so I don't think she was yeah she wasn't like being malicious or or rubbing it in people's noses but I understand why people felt that way
3: yeah well I thought it was cool I was like wow you I thought that was really impressive because um, I, I know that's not easy. Like, a lot, most divorce, I think, has a lot of like pain associated with it. So, like, to force yourself to like be around that person and like seem nice around them, obviously. And like, if there's abuse and stuff, you shouldn't, yeah. you shouldn't do a conscious uncoupling. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so, ooh, let's talk about diets for a second.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, is there
2: anything to talk about? I, well, do you have anything to talk about? Nope. Okay. So, I, uh, I'm starting keto on Monday.
3: I'm so excited for you and jealous.
2: Um, and I had, you know, I had my fasting labs. I got my blood taken yesterday morning. So right now I'm in the middle of my pre-keto rumspringa. I know. I've heard and about I it. I feel like shit already. Really? Because I, so as soon as I, well, as soon as I got my blood taken yesterday yeah. morning i got like a bacon egg and cheese on a brioche at the little bakery next door to my doctor's office that sounds good very good village bakery in atwater village yeah. Oh, recommend it uh then i proceeded to uh, we'll hang out with you for a while yeah and then i went home and watched more of those stupid hearings mm. and Wanted to drink and saw that I had a grapefruit sitting in my fridge. So I just like (laughs) blended my grapefruit up with tequila and a little maple syrup Mm. and ice and made like two big Palomas. That's kind
3: of healthy. Well,
2: it gets worse from there. Okay. Then I uh, got out my Domino's app. Oh, God. And ordered some Domino's pizza. What kind? mm, Okay. So... This is a great secret that I'm going to share with everyone. Uh, I did not think of this. This actually comes from uh, the Netflix food show, Ugly Delicious, that David Chang has. This is okay. his Domino's order. Okay. So it's it's if you want if you like that really thin Alsatian flatbread, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like a Alsatian pizza. So this is the Domino's way to uh, to mimic that. You get the extra thin crust. Okay. And then you just put, um, instead of tomato sauce, you put the garlic cream sauce on mm-hmm. and then just bacon and onions and the, huh. and the thin and it's so good. No cheese. No. Well, regular cheese. Yeah. Okay. So it's the garlic cream sauce, regular cheese, bacon and onions. Huh. So I got that. I got, you know, they have those like, you get two medium yeah. deal. You know. So <laughs> you that can... was, that was one, that of was that. one... <laughs> And then, oh well, to be fair, my husband ate some and also... We had some for breakfast. So it's, That's not, okay. like, it's no, not like I ate two medium pizzas. We order two yeah. pizzas a yeah. lot because of
3: that that deal. Uh, and we just like have it left over. Total.
2: So then the other one I got, because John and I like different. So we both like that one. But the other one, we like different pizza toppings. So I got the regular hand, whatever the regular crust is.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Um, my... Go to pepperoni and pineapple. Mine Very too. controversial. You like it too. Okay. I love it. I love it. Pepperoni pineapple. But and you
3: taught you told oh, me to I get it, you? and yeah. I, I've never looked back.
2: It's a weird thing with my family. We've always liked. Like I think my dad was the one who. Liked it And I, I don't think my mom really likes it But like me and my sister Just growing up We would always get pepperoni and pineapple
3: I always got pineapple I didn't know that pepperoni Would be such a perfect it's addition It's so much better than ham and pineapple I know So much ham
2: better Ham and be- pineapple is the classic But the the spicy and the salty Of the pepperoni With the sweetness of the pineapple Is way better You gotta try it And also extra cheese Domino's for the regular crust You need extra cheese You heard it here On the Goop and Yourself then the podcast And the other side John For John I just got um, sausage and peppers Because that's what he likes Those, That all sounds yeah. good um, so, oh, and then, oh. and then I proceeded to drink, uh, from my Palomas. I went to Sauvignon Blanc. And after that, uh, a little whiskey, I watched the new Nicole Holofcener movie on Netflix called The Land of Steady Habits, which was pretty depressing. And then, um, I guess I just passed out cause I don't remember <laughs> what happened after that. So
3: <laughs> I, and then I had a
2: pumpkin spice latte this morning. Wow, so I am so sugared y- up.
3: Yeah. Wow. It's
2: all, it's all. It's all happening and it's all gonna stop happening in a couple of days, so I'm fine with it.
3: Yeah. I had two big glasses of rose and a lean cuisine, and then I watched Dancing with the Stars, and then I cried. Yeah. That was basically my night.
2: Um, it was a horrible day for our country, really. It was a nightmare. It was uh yeah, and we don't know what's happening. Apparently, who knows? What by the time by the time this happens, he might be on the Supreme Court, or by the time this is released, he might be on the Supreme Court. He might be dead. I I mean, I probably shouldn't say this, but I wanted him to just shoot himself in the head while he was screaming yesterday on live on camera.
3: <laughs> I was like slightly afraid that like something crazy like that would it, happen. He was
2: unhinged, and I was like, I mean, that he was been, unhinged. That would have been crazy, but
3: I've it never seen, been the worst thing in the world. I mean, we don't want to talk about yeah, it, but we'll I've just up. never seen somebody act so. I mean, that red face screaming, and he. And he's like, I've am never seen a judge like that before no. in my life. Anyway.
2: Uh, let's not talk about that no. anymore. Um, let's get into, before we get into the current newsletters, let's take a deep dive into our email history and see what <gasps> our first. Wait,
3: Sonal Ethan has a new show.
2: Breaking news. Yeah.
3: It's on Netflix. And she's the star of it.
2: So, this is maybe bringing her up to a list. This is at least B. This is if you guys are regular listeners of our show, you realize that uh, this is the actress from um, Love and Basketball, uh, and the best man who was most recently in the news for biting Beyonce, yeah. And we dis- disparaged her a little on the podcast and we got some blowback, but now it looks like everyone's winning because what is her show on netflix
3: okay i'm wrong i'm just looking it up right now it's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's a movie on netflix oh that's that's, good. that's like yeah. even better maybe it's called napoli ever after
2: oh i saw that on my little queue
3: i saw i drove by a a billboard for it and i was like oh my god we were we were wrong about Sonali yeah. and then i saw like somebody posted about it on instagram that they really liked it it's a comedy drama slash romance and it's about a soulful barber a soulful barber helps a woman piece her life back together after an after an accident at her hair salon makes her realize she's not living life to the fullest i don't know i think it's it sounds good kind of honestly and um the, like, the poster is really pretty.
2: No, I saw... Yeah, she looks great in the poster. And it's
3: like... She's like... Co- there's like flowers all around her and stuff. I don't know. And Netflix, I'm going to watch it.
2: Netflix has been killing it with these uh, romantic comedies lately. Yeah. Well, this uh, is a romantic drama. Romantic drama. I personally watched both drama. Set It Up and uh, To All the Boys I Loved Before. And I am in the minority thinking both of them were not that great, but...
3: Oh, yeah. I haven't seen any of those. Yeah. I never watched those, but... Um, um, I'll watch this cause
2: so we got on Netflix Napoli Ever After starring Sonalathan and also the movie I saw last night The Land of Steady Habits written and directed by Nicole Holofcener, starring uh, Ben Mendelsohn Edie Falco Connie Britton another sort of romantic drama sort of sad movie but definitely worth watching is that a Netflix one too yeah two? Netflix yeah
3: alright I gotta get on these Netflix movies
2: um alright okay sorry so, I just had to get yeah, that out hey, there hey some breaking Sonalathan <laughs> it news it's very
3: important yeah
2: uh, back to the A-list okay um diets oh yes. mon- Monday, so oh, no, I already talked no. About we this. talked
3: about that we're sorry, you were just about to like unveil yes. start the show and oh, I stopped right. you okay. we were gonna get into our first uh newsletters
2: yes, first newsletters go back in time to Aggie, what year was your first newsletter so goop sorry, goop started in two thousand
3: eight it started in two thousand eight. The first Goop newsletter I found in my inbox was from October twenty eighth, two thousand ten. All right. I got it at six thirty eight a.m. that morning. Um, just to set the scene for you, I was living in Chicago. I was writing a play about Lizzie Borden. I was very stressed out about it, and I was having fun with my friends. Um, and the Goop newsletter said, "It's Goop Make." Oh, so the old Goop newsletters. Used to just be like they have like make, do, see, be or whatever the categories. You used to just get one a week. So like this one was a Goop make. And it was a newsletter about something that you could make. And it was brunch with the Barefoot Contessa. So there's a little like paragraph from Goop from GP herself about like how much she loves the Barefoot Contessa and like whatever and then there's a recipe for herbs ric- ricotta bruschetta, bruschetta, I guess. Is that how you spell that?
2: That's like the plural. Yeah, bruschetta like ending with an E is the plural of bruschetta ending with an A, I think. So that's actually probably correct if you're making multiple bruschetta. Well, I guess
3: that's what you're doing here. And it's um a big, like, it's a not a light recipe. I mean, there's like heavy cream and milk and just like lots of things that aren't particularly goopy i guess but i think they have a lot of recipes um that they put out that are just like kind of good recipes they're not all like what people think you mm-hmm. know i mean you know oh you know. We, know we all know we all know yeah but this has a recipe for homemade ricotta in it which actually now i'm at a point in my life where i would make this it's four cups of whole milk two cups of heavy cream a table a teaspoon of kosher salt and three tablespoons of good white wine vinegar you
2: know what that sounds like keto friendly
3: Oh, yeah, that will be keto friendly for sure. Not
2: the bruschetta unless I make it out of like almond flour. Well, just like eat it out of a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> God, this is going to be my next month eating oh, garbage out of a bowl. You're going to love it. I love it.
3: And drink hard liquor. You can drink as much hard liquor as you want. Really? It's no carbs. Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: All right. Um. So my first, this was actually back in 2008. I did not even subscribe to Goop. Back then, but I guess I was planned... This is the year I must have been planning a Thanksgiving uh, for just like a Friendsgiving for me and my friends in Brooklyn. And I sent this Thanksgiving uh, Goop newsletter to both myself and a couple friends. And um, it's just, yeah, the first, I guess, first annual Goop Thanksgiving issue. Uh, they have a few menus. Thanksgiving for a crowd, Thanksgiving for a small crowd, and Thanksgiving for two. Mm. Um... The Thanksgiving for two is very funny. It's just stuffed turkey burgers with cranberry ketchup and pumpkin ice cream.
3: You know what? Thanksgiving for two sounds like a
2: dream. I know, right? Oh God! And I honestly don't even know if I ended up making anything from here, or if I was just sort of being like, Oh my God, Gwyneth has a blog talking about Thanksgiving. Uh, but that was my that was the first mention of Goop in my um in my email, and then the first I didn't actually start subscribing to Goop until. February of 2011. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so the first one that I got in in 2011 was uh, a Goop Go, and it was just a Hong Kong guide, which was sort of interesting because I ended up going to Hong Kong uh, almost two years after that, and I don't remember researching like or going back and looking at the Goop Guide to Hong Kong, but I guess I should have. That was sort of boring to talk about, though. So the next one I got was a little more interesting, and this was the Goop C, which... I think that just is like her, just like a grab bag of recommendations. Yeah, and I, I guess. feel like this is more indicative of what Goop was later to co- become. So she, it's sort of like a proto this and that, honestly.
3: <laughs> but this, there have been like two yeah. this and that. Yeah. I mean, this, it, this
2: <laughs> whatever. But like this, this actually was coming from Gwyneth Paltrow. These, are yeah, like she like recom- wrote yeah. them. Yeah. So, uh, she talks about a blog that she liked called you are the river, which I checked and still is up and running. Good for them. Um, a Barbara Hill design, which was like a, a design company. I don't know. Some chandelier that she liked called oh. the Lindsey Edelman series chandelier. That's so cool. Um, Sufjan Stevens, all delighted people EP, which yeah. is extremely 2011. Yeah. Um, and then some seared tuna lettuce cups from a cookbook called seasons by Donna Hay. I
3: mean like what a great thing to get. Why? Who wouldn't subscribe to this yeah. newsletter?
2: That's like anything that you would want. I mean, can you just imagine 2011 sitting by the LA river Listening to Sufjan Stevens, eating some tuna lettuce cups, dream.
3: Heaven. I mean, but that's what I want from this. That's I miss these old days of the Goop newsletter where it was just like an email with some recommendations from Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. I mean, like, that's what I want. Now it's like these newsletters are so dense. There's so much in them.
2: They're they're like, yeah, like scientific journals without the science. Yeah. I think, I mean, this yeah. is Elise Lunen's doing. And I love Elise. I think so too. But she's the one who, I mean, she's the head of content. So she's really like...
3: She's upping their game. She's upping
2: their game in a way that is sometimes too much. It's a lot. Like, yeah, one... An album, a recipe, a blog. That's all you need. Yeah. That's all I want.
3: I know. Mine was just seriously like one recipe from the Barefoot Contessa. Yeah, (laughs) that was a whole week. It was a whole week's newsletter. And then my second one is from how to is Dr. Frank Lippman on how to crave how to overcome your sugar addiction. Oh, an
2: early health
3: An early guide. health guide and it's kind of like, you know, eat regular foods, choose whole foods, have a breakfast of protein, fat and phytonutrients. And phytonutrients are not something we hear about in yeah. from goop in the modern era. This is
2: a key word that i guess was big early this decade i mean it must have been phytonutrients i i believe that now we just call them adaptogens no they're not because
3: adaptogens are like specific things that are like in herbs and stuff phytonutrients are in like every like any healthy food they're in like like vitamins it's like yeah it's like stuff that would be in like fruit vegetables like even whole grains like a lot of food has it's just like the nutrients i think in food but in like non like shitty food wow
2: what a time capsule
3: yeah, really interesting. Um, I mean, I don't know how much they were talking about phytonutrients at the time, but I just know I don't see it anymore. No,
2: and, mm. and interesting that they he also recommends like protein, carbs, and fat in the same meal. Well, be- he didn't recommend carbs. Oh, he didn't.
3: He've protein, and he
2: protein. He said fat, oh, fat
3: right. and phytonutrients, oh, phytonutrients, which might actually just be his nice way of saying carbs, because like. <laughs> Because, like, that's like fruit or whole grains would be yeah. like carbs. And then, typical breakfast the typical breakfast is full of carbs and sugar at your starchy foods, and that's the worst option. Yeah. And we're still hearing that, aren't we? Yeah.
2: I mean, this think of in t- 2010, how radical this was, and now how everyone's just accepted this as that's the truth. That's
3: just fact now. Yeah. yeah. So,
2: goop is ahead of the curve. Just like when it said, she's right. Anyone who goes out on a limb is just pillaged we- yeah. by people, and uh, they turn out to be right. Like, Joan of Arc, Rosa Parks, and Gwyneth Paltrow. That's right. Um, Ansinaw Lathan. <laughs> Anson. Uh cool. Well, that was fun for us. Hopefully it was fun for you. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about this newsletter. This, sure. this so this is the 10th anniversary newsletter of Goop. Yeah. And, um it's just sort of a little celebration of themselves. And of
3: everything that is goop. They deserve it. They're just sort of looking back on their years and just sending out a couple this is actually pretty similar to a to, like, one of the early days. Like, it's pretty... There wasn't a lot in it.
2: Yeah, no. It was... It was I mean, they probably... I mean, you, we know Gwyneth's busy because she's getting married this weekend. Yeah, so she doesn't care. And all the, um, all the big people that work at Goop are probably flying to the wedding. So I don't think a lot of people were in the office this week.
3: I think they've had this, like, up their sleeve for months. It's
2: sort of like when... Um, Sheena gets married on Vanderpump Rules and they have to close, sir, because no one is there. No to one's work. there.
3: <laughs> That's romantic. Uh,
2: so what was your best?
3: OK, so my best was actually not in the newsletter. Oh. It was the picture of uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and Apple that Gwyneth posted on Instagram. Oh, nice. She posted an amazing picture of herself and Apple. They both looked great. Um,
2: so Apple is 14. <laughs>
3: Apple is like a beautiful model and I had just listened to uh, the podcast and I like really felt that I got like how much she loves her children and like I think she does so much for them and like what a perfectionist she is. I don't know. I was like.
2: But she said on the podcast she doesn't want to be a perfectionist. Or. Well, that might she, have...
3: No, she doesn't want to be one, yeah. but she is one. She is, it's yeah. like something she has to overcome. Yeah. But She wrote happy national daughter's day apple martin it's like i conjured you from a dream you make my life and i just think that's so beautiful and she just loves her daughter so much and her daughter is like this like perfect little beautiful little thing you what are you you're making a face no
2: well i am just to be honest she's so beautiful and ethereal looking I am intimidated by. I don't like to say I'm intimidated by a 14 year old girl. Okay, but I would be completely intimidated by her. I think she reminds me of girls I went to school with who I was like intimidated by at the time. And um, yeah. So that was my first reaction. Was like, oh, it's too, it's too much. It's too much beauty.
3: Oh, because mine was just like there. They are off in their own world, and I'm safe behind my phone. Yeah. Like I didn't feel like I was like like if. If this was real life and like these people were actually looking at me like this, I would be like running in the opposite direction, but it's not. So I'm just like, this is so sweet. I was just, I really felt like I, I just felt like I really connected with Gwyneth this week Sure. and that was part of it. So that was my best.
2: Uh, yeah. And like, guys, you'll, I mean, we all know this, but you'll be hearing a lot from Apple Martin. Like this is someone Oh, who, she's going to
3: be a huge star. Yeah,
2: Whatever. I mean, we all know she does- Blackbird better than the Beatles yeah the
3: most beautiful rendition of Blackbird anyone's ever heard Um,
2: she's obviously as pretty if not more pretty than her mother yeah it's Um, like she's gorgeous She could, I mean yeah the world is her oyster if she wants to be an actor a singer a model a scientist I'm sure she'll I mean if she wants to be a scientist she'll win the Nobel Prize
3: she'll be the best scientist there ever was yeah
2: so wow so yeah keep an eye out (laughs) i'm 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 sort of amazed that they've kept her under wraps this much now like she why isn't well, she she's only 14 why isn't she in stranger things or something she doesn't want to yeah i guess not
3: she's just like chilling out no. with her dad playing like guitar
2: yeah that's true um all right so so my best was a little article called the goop origin story a timeline Oh and really?
3: I didn't even, con- I didn't even realize that was an article. I just thought it was like a series of like images. I no, just they, sort of.
2: I mean, they really like if you are not uh, a a Goop scholar like us, and you're you know you're coming to well, everyone who's listening to this obviously is, but if you're coming to Goop for the first time, you could do worse than just clicking on uh, this story and and seeing sort of what what the history of Goop is. Um, and where it's going to go from here. So they do a little like they do a little joke. Um <laughs> I mean they they start at like the beginning of time. They do? well I they, they
3: started like when she's born. They
2: start uh yeah, they start right before. They start oh, BN is before newsletter. So then <laughs> oh, so they start in 1971 when the first person emails himself. Says, uh-huh. Computer scientist Ray Tomlinson uses the at sign to send himself an email. Then in 1972, GP is born, and then <laughs> and then it skips to 1994, and uh, GP films Jefferson in Paris. And I re- I never saw that movie. I think that's the movie that is extremely problematic. That's like this great love story between Thomas Jefferson and Sally Hemings. Really? Yeah, that's. I think oh. it's the one. I know that was like Dandy Newton's first big part, oh. and it was like it was like as if it was this romantic drama between uh, a slave and. Her master. And so I think Gwyneth might play like Jefferson's daughter or something. I have no idea. Ugh. Um, but that was in goop history, that was the first time she had ever asked the crew of her movie for recommendations for local cafes and restaurants. And so that was sort of the beginning. That was her, when she yeah of her like being a maven um yeah. for for recommendations for things. Um then it goes to nineteen ninety seven where she uh, is the first time she bakes a gluten-free, sugar-free, dairy-free muffin. Okay. And her father says, it's like biting into the New York Times. Wow. But, I mean, he's, you know, he's a funny guy. But uh, did,
3: I guess that meant it was bad. Because yeah, now but, they, all of her recipes are really good. Yeah, no,
2: I mean, you have to, you can't be good at something the first time you try it.
3: I thought that she was. Um,
2: and then they go into her doing the master cleanse, her doing her uh, iconic, um cupping marks at the anchorman premiere in 2004 oh,
3: that was longer ago than i thought yeah
2: i thought so too that was i didn't realize that was before goop yeah then her first workout with tracy anderson in 2007 and then wow. 2008 was when goop started um and then they got, yeah okay they that so it was like, about right. like it was a good um a, yeah it's a good stroll down memory lane yeah and yeah i think like obviously even before goop gwyneth was um a lightning rod for criticism mm-hmm. um I, yeah, so it's she's, she's been dealing with this her whole life, and she's really done something special.
3: <laughs> yeah, she's done something great here, and uh, we all appreciate
2: yeah. it. And I won't go through everything else. So then there's like the after newsletter part where it just, you know, we all know it's all good, it's all easy. It's all this, it's, it's all, all that. that. Yeah, beauty, yeah. goop, clothes, goop, whatever, goop makeup. Um, oh, and then randomly they talk a lot about like, I guess they have like four Kevins that work at their office. And so they go through each – when each Kevin was hired. I,
3: I think they're just goofing
2: off. Yeah, they're goofing They're off.
3: goofing around, having some fun. Um, but
2: take a look. Uh, you might learn something. Yeah. Uh, what was your worst?
3: My worst was the tuna sandwich. Um, I not remember that. There's a recipe – there's like an article that's like tuna – pancakes, a tuna sandwich, and like some dinner. Like – Sesame chicken or something. Oh, it was like
2: detox stuff or just.
3: It was no. There was a good detox that was like their best of detox, but um, no. This is just like, I I don't know. It's just like recipes that they had then, and then they like updated oh, them. Okay. But I couldn't find the old versions of them. So it's just an Asian tuna sandwich with soy sauce and sesame mayo. Not that it sounds bad or anything. I'm just like, I don't believe that Gwyneth Paltrow eats sandwiches. I can't imagine it. And it's like, look at, looking at this sandwich at like this huge piece of bread that it's on. Like, I can't eat that. I mean, I cannot eat a sandwich that big. I would get, I I would, it would all stay with me forever. Like, (laughs) so why are they telling me to do this? I just, I don't want, I don't understand because I thought that this is all about like being healthy. And I just don't think that. If you want to be like one of Paltrow, I'm sorry. I don't think you can eat a sandwich.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, yeah, you can't eat a sandwich every day. I don't. Yeah. And I don't think she eats this tuna sandwich. Maybe this is more like uh, this is for the hubby and kids type of recipe.
3: Maybe. But it's not like tuna salad. It's kind of like a sophisticated, like it's a big piece of tuna. It's like,
2: oh, yeah, I don't know. Or you take one of the slices of bread off. I get it, though. Like she tries to pretend like she is omnivorous and she eats healthy things and unhealthy things and it's all just rolling. It's and all flowing. good. It's but, all easy. But yeah, no, she, no, I don't think she's eating this this giant hunk of, hunk of bread.
3: I mean, it's a huge sandwich. It's like a huge.
2: That's it, like a big. I mean, that's that's the type of sandwich that I would eat.
3: <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look like a bad sandwich. Yeah. It just is a big sandwich. And it's like a whole ciabatta. It's a whole yeah.
2: Um. Yeah.
3: Anyway, worst. What no. was yours?
2: Mine, oh God, mine was the one sponsored by Ralph Lauren Polo. Oh yeah, that was bad too. It was just it was called Four Women, Fifty Years of Ralph Lauren. And it was just like four random women, two of whom I think work at Goop and two of them do not. And they're just like it's it was as if they were like held at gunpoint, being like, Wear Ralph Lauren, talk about it. Um and they had these little quotes uh about their style. So, you know, it's like, oh my style's minimal and feminine. And also like I Ralph Lauren clothes are so fucking boring to me. Yeah, like, they're just like it's just like get some creativity. I don't know.
3: And I can't believe it's only fifty years old. Is that tr- really? It's only fifty
2: years old. Yeah, because he's alive. Like it's not like he's. a Oh yeah. Like or something. He's. Um.
3: Oh yeah, because he's always saying like fucked up stuff, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I don't know about I that. I think he is, is he I think so. Um, and then.
3: <laughs> don't quote me on it, but I think I heard that
2: an old white man <laughs> saying fucked up stuff. Well, can you imagine? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Goops, like. Copy editing or fact checking. We all know they don't hire fact checkers. They won't hire fact and checkers. This poor woman, Lauren Stovall, who is just an associate at the Goop Lab. So she doesn't even work at the main, like, Goop office. She just like, a, works in a store. In the, the store. Yeah. yeah. And she says, a very, like, someone should have caught this mistake. She says, My personal style would fall somewhere between 1996 Christy Turlington and the Berlusconi film Stealing Beauty. So. Berlusconi was the prime minister of Italy. Bertolucci is an Italian filmmaker who is also a sexual predator. <laughs> oh my um, God. And directed Liv Tyler in the film Stealing Beauty. But there is no Berlusconi film named Stealing Beauty. Wow. And I was like, someone should have caught that. I don't I don't blame her because we all have a slip of the tongue. Sure. But this should have not made it to... Shouldn't have made it to no, print. No. Nope. Nope. Um, yeah. That's all I, that's I gotta
3: say That's good. About that. That's good. Eagle eye. Eagle eye. I yeah. mean,
2: hey, when uh yeah, you can't get your Italian sexual predators mixed up. No. Some are in politics, some are in film. Just like here. Just like here. Mm-hmm. Uh all right. What was your craziest or saddest? My
3: craziest was that there was this um walk down memory lane with all of the their brand of like uh like beauty products. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. And uh their greatest hits, their top ten bestsellers Z- top ten best sellers. <laughs> and coming in at number two was Goop Glow, which for some reason you and I had always like kind of joked was like nobody was buying it and they were that's why like they give it away all the time and stuff. And like I just sort of didn't really think that it was like and like they push it so hard. I just didn't I thought that they were like kind of trying to sell it because it wasn't selling itself. But apparently I'm wrong. And it's like their number two bestseller of all time.
2: Well, we don't know how accurate they, they could really put anything they want on this list. I, well, there's no sort of objective data. Saying is that. it
3: legal to sell something as a bestseller if it's not? Oh yeah. Oh really? I don't think
2: there's any like scientific. Cause you could say this is a bestseller. We sold a lot of it and there's no like, there's no like criteria for bestseller. Interesting. I don't think. Well,
3: yeah, there is. It's the thing that you sell the most of.
2: Oh, hence best. Yeah. yeah, I guess. So, so maybe it is, but I that that makes sense to me that like out of all the things. Yeah. Who knows how much they sell, but it, but it's probably more than.
3: Well, it's more than Vintner's Daughter, which I was is surprised number three. Vintner's
2: Daughter was number three because it's so expensive. It's very
3: popular. Well, the the number one is the exfoliating instant facial, which is one hundred and twenty five dollars.
2: Um, this one is how yeah, much yeah.
3: Vintner's Daughter is what? Oh, they don't even say. It. What is it? Under oh, it's 185.
2: 185. Which uh, someone else on Instagram, because they heard us talking about Vintner's Daughter and me specifically like coveting it and got a bad review from one of our listeners. on really? Instagram. She was saying it is not worth $185. So that made me feel a little better about uh, not having it.
3: Honestly, like, I've gotten a couple of these expensive things, the Tata Harper and stuff, and they're great. But like once the novelty wears off, you kind of realize like this isn't changing my life, and it's a huge yeah. like investment.
2: I have to say, my like twelve dollar vitamin C serum that I bought on Amazon, yeah, I feel like is better than any expensive one I've ever gotten. Well, now I'm
3: just using all stuff from the French pharmacy. There you go. Which was cheap. Oh God, oh, what a yeah. dream.
2: Um. So I don't have a craziest. There wasn't that much crazy. Yeah, I do have a saddest. Oh, that's good. And the saddest is me. What? <laughs> <laughs> because I looked at like they had all these detox recipes, and I realized on my new keto journey in October, I won't even be able to eat the detox recipes. I guess, but I'll be able to eat better than the detox recipes. Well,
3: look, keto—it's not a detox. No,
2: it's not a detox.
3: It's you're toxing it up. You're just kind of trying to lose weight. That's and all it is. The
2: only one that I could eat i think is the cauliflower and kimchi fried rice which sounds why so bother? bad i like i love cauliflower well i don't love cauliflower i like cauliflower fine but cauliflower rice is i just would rather have nothing or like have i don't know it,
3: like florets or something i'd yeah, rather just eat cauliflower yeah, just
2: some nice cauliflower yeah. like why mush it into rice and it's so unless you i guess you could buy like the pre-riced cauliflower bags but like Rice and cauliflower is so time-consuming. You have to chop it up. You have to put it in the food processor. It's so time-consuming. It's a
3: waste of time. Yeah. No, I agree. I did it when I was on Whole30 a couple of times. And it what was... I'm... It's like watery mush. It yeah. doesn't... It's like... There Actually, no. I take that back. I've made fried rice with it. That was really good.
2: I guess if you fry it up and make it crispy.
3: Yeah, fried rice was good. And then I've also... Oh, my God. Actually, when I was on keto... I would sometimes just make cauliflower rice that I buy, bought pre-riced and I would put this like four cheese Trader Joe's um like pasta sauce on top of it.
2: Oh my god. Because
3: it was like keto friendly. So it's just
2: like cauliflower alfredo.
3: Yeah, and it was really good. I
2: That sounds that sounds really good. All yeah. right. I okay. changed my mind. <laughs> uh, I will be doing that. Okay. Um what would you try?
3: Oh, there actually are two, both from their that detox thing they're like best of detox or whatever um because i've done their detoxes and i've made detox recipes before of course and but i've never made this cult favorite um the the teriyaki chicken oh yeah which like looks really good really light and it's like their special detox chicken and people love it and then it there's have a
2: fair amount of sugar in it
3: but yeah yeah But um, the other thing that I also meant to do, this was on my last detox, but I don't think that I made it for some reason. Like, I guess I just like didn't get around to it or something, but or maybe I did make it. I don't know. It was their salad uh, with carrot and ginger dressing. I mm. haven't made that carrot ginger dressing, but I really want to. It looks really good.
2: God, I love carrot ginger dressing. Oh, really? I've yeah. never
3: had it. I don't even know. I didn't know it was a th- like a type of dressing. It's
2: like a very old, like hippie type of. Really? Yeah. Like, um, God, now I can't think of the name. But when I was in college, uh, there was um like a vegetarian restaurant. Right by NYU that everyone went to because it was like you could get like a full meal for like four bucks. Uh huh. Um, and they served everything with their oh it's called Dojos Do, uh-huh. and I think it's closed now unfortunately like everything in New York. Um, but yeah they it was like an old holdover from like the 70s in the Village and they served everything with this carrot ginger dressing oh. and you could just get like their veggie burger quote unquote it was just like a block of like unflavored tofu oh. um with like sprouts and carrot dressing and I don't know I love that food. Yeah. Like it's Are a, you still reading that book? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um so I read a few more chapters. There's a chapter on brown rice, there was a chapter on wheat bread, and right now I'm about to start the chapter on tofu.
3: This actually sounds really good. It's I really want to read
2: fascinating. it. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Uh hippie food by Jonathan Kaufman. Yeah, I'm gonna get it. Um so the thing I would try was the very first I guess it was the very first recipe that Goop put in their uh in their newsletter. It's a turkey ragu from 2008, hmm. and it's just a pretty simple recipe. Like, it's um ground turkey with, you know, tomatoes and carrots, like a, you know, a ragu, obviously. Um And then uh, red wine and rosemary and fennel, which I think is a little non-traditional. Yeah. But it sounds really good. Uh, and what made it, I thought, the best little instruction in the recipe was it said to let the turkey come up to room temperature before you uh, cook it because then it will, like if you cook cold turkey apparently, it'll just sort of boil itself in its own water. And if you cook room temperature ter- turkey, it'll actually crisp up.
3: Wait, so it's raw and you bring it to room temperature? That's what
2: they say. Which Isn't
3: that like
2: I, I mean, the danger zone? That is the danger zone, but I guess Italian people... Um,
3: Are you sure that's been what they doing, say?
2: That's what they say. Uh, she I don't says, know if
3: we we want to stamp I don't know if that's a good idea It's an
2: asterisk and it says I read in Giorgio Locatelli's cookbook so was a real Italian guy that meat sears and browns when you fry it at room temperature whereas it boils in its own juice when it's cold He is absolutely right, obviously The turkey browns quickly and deeply giving it lots of flavor So, I'm going to try it Don't try Maybe it Maybe it'll be the best turkey I ever have Maybe I will die of salmonella um, The jury's still out But, hey I, you know, I to be honest, I think these like airborne, meatborne illnesses are a little overblown. Like okay. if you're if we're you're, gonna get sued if now. If you're if you're buying like good quality organic turkey, no it's not gonna have like no. worms and shit in no. it. No,
3: right? Worms aren't well or actually organic I think is more likely to have Probably. worms. Also, it's not worms, it's salmonella. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and though that's bacteria and it can come from any it can be in any meat you get uh, this or is a just, vegetable this is
2: just big turkey trying to scare you
3: big turkey no they want you to buy turkey <laughs> yeah, <that's true.
2: laughs> or like i don't like the defrost something in the fridge it takes like two days to do that what if you want to make it that day you run under you, hot water oh, yeah, i guess well we'll see i think it's a, a good tip
3: it's a good tip i guess because <laughs> i
2: like mm, seared seared turkey but
3: i just want to say i would never do it and i don't yeah. recommend that anybody yeah. else does it
2: i have a i have a heart i have a, a strong stomach that can handle it all right uh, what would you buy?
3: I would buy... Wow. We're at buy already. From the uh, Paris Pharmacy Guide, the which was like... Or the French pharmacy. Yeah. I love... See, this is another example of them listening to us because we were just talking about French pharmacies and I've been talking about French pharmacies. I know. And they came... And you were in France. I, I, am I am going to, to France. France. And I went to a French pharmacy and I spent quite a bit of money. But there, some of these things like i don't know i didn't see any of these things in a french pharmacy and they're like more well some of them i did some of them i didn't but the thing that seemed really cool to me is the i don't know how to say it darfin darfin d-a-r-p-h-i-n uh face oil vetiver geranium and french lavender and it just sounds like a total dream like i would love this as a face oil but it's not like pharmacy price it's 75 dollars
2: yeah i think i imagine it's similar to american like like there's regular stuff and then there's a goop level stuff that is not going to be in every french pharmacy like it's upscale and a lot of the stuff you can just get on goop so i don't know how it's like i'm sure it is french but i'm not sure how like French it is like if you just like it doesn't look like like
3: the stuff that I saw when I was in France when I was like shopping for this
2: stuff Because probably like some of it does yeah because like there's the French version of CVS or whatever is not going to have this
3: well they have like French like pharmacies that just have shit like this and there's like like this brand they had like Caudalie I guess Mm -hmm. that brand I saw and then also the first one you they also have it in america the Avine oh, yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. they have that in america too but they had like a ton of that in the french pharmacies but i don't know if i really saw these other brands maybe i just wasn't looking in the right places don't know
2: who knows um my thing I would buy also comes from this French pharmacy article and it is number 9. It is the Caudalie, which I guess is more common. Yeah. The Caudalie Vinopure Skin Perfecting Mattifying Fluid. Mm. Smoothed onto skin morning and night, this lightweight moisturizer gently hydrates as it leaves skin fresh and clean looking with no shine. It's great for those with oilier skin types uh i.e. me oh Uh, the combination of rose water grape polyphenols and a potent blend of skin calming essential oils gently exfoliates to smooth away imperfections as it hydrates only 39 dollars on goop.com or possibly a french pharmacy
3: i would get it in a french pharmacy i think it'd be cheaper i bet yeah
2: so i'm gonna look for this brand um yeah Yeah. i need i realize i have oily skin (laughs) guys i think that's
3: I think I have combination. Combination.
2: I yeah, I like I, I never have I feel like my face is never dry. It's always just like greasy.
1: Well.
2: Well, yeah. Live and learn. Yeah. yeah. Um well, we covered a lot. We covered the upcoming nuptials of Gwyneth and Brad. Yes. We covered um our diets. We covered what else? The history of goop, the history of us. The history yeah. of us and goop together. And yeah. this week's newsletter. Did we forget anything? Mm, don't
3: I don't think, think so. so.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Uh, we m- might have a couple special things coming up. Yeah.
3: We're, this is our hundredth episode. we were and I'm talking. Sa- a I'm saying
2: bit about this it. on in public, so we actually do it. Yeah.
3: Because we we're talking about like there are a lot of things we've been talking about doing for a while that we haven't done. There are some things that you guys have asked for that we said we were gonna do, um, and we are working yeah. on new. Mm-hmm cool things
2: so stay tuned please and uh yeah um have fun at Gwyneth's wedding uh if any of you are going this weekend we yeah. will not be there Send but we picks. want to hear all about it yeah <laughs> all right Bye. bye
0: planning for your next trip